Thank you for joining us at the OT Corner with Mrs. K. Please note this podcast does not intend to offer medical advice or therapeutic treatment for any medical condition for either yourself or others. If you have any medical or rehabilitation concerns for yourself or your child, please contact your physician. Now, on with the show. Welcome to the OT Corner with Mrs. K, a school-based occupational therapist bringing you a series of interviews and information on childhood development for kids with all different abilities. So get ready, get set, let's go. Handwriting. Probably the biggest concern that I hear about in the school systems. And it should be because it is such a complex task. And as an occupational therapist, I'm not there in the schools to teach handwriting per se, but I am there to look at the activity and analyze it and wonder why a kid is not able to write and try to figure that out. I'm kind of like a sleuth in a way. There's a bunch of different assessments that I use, but generally as an OT, you know, my expertise is analyzing activity and trying to break down the activity and figure out where everything is falling apart. Today I'm going to be talking about the foundational skills for handwriting and what a kiddo or anybody actually needs to be able to do this task. Come along and listen. I'm happy to have you here at the OT Corner with Mrs. K. When we build homes, we want to make sure that we build our house on a strong foundation. And there's so many things that go into a foundation of a home because it has to bear the whole weight of the building, that foundation. So you got steel beams, you have concrete, you have footers, you have all that stuff supporting the entire load of the building, which is quite amazing. Now, with kids, you think about what they have to do in order to write eventually. They have to be able to sit at a desk. They have to be able to hold their body up and they have to be able to hold their pencil and, you know, stabilize the paper with one of their hands while they're writing with the other. There's a lot going on there. And that is our postural control, right? So we need a good, strong core. And in order to have a good, strong core, we need our, we need our muscles all working together to bear the whole weight of our body sitting in that chair. So the foundations for postural control come out of our gross motor skills, because that's really where you see the development progress into a point where a kid can sit up upright without any support. And this all happens really when a kid is a baby. I mean, when they start um, on their tummy and playing with their toys on, on their tummy, this is called tummy time. You hear that all the time, tummy time. And it really is important because a kid's holding their neck up against gravity or holding their head up against gravity with their neck muscles. They are getting strength in the back extensors. They are prop, you know, the most of the time they're pushing up into their arms, getting strength in their arms, 
pushing into their hips, getting some strength in their hips. So there is so, so much going on during tummy time. And that's why you hear a lot of people like childhood, the child um, who development experts say, get the kids on their dummy. And this is why, because it's really building that it's building that good foundation that kids are going to need to be able to sit in a chair and hold a pencil and write and copy from the board. Oh my gosh. It's so, so complex. So number one is postural control and gross motor skills. Okay, number two involves using both upper extremities. Now, I'm generalizing here. I understand that there's people out there in this world that don't have the use of both of their upper extremities. But when we think about handwriting in general, you need both upper extremities. And there's two different types of skills that I think are important with your your upper extremities. And that is what we call bilateral coordination. And bilateral coordination basically means that you're using both sides of the body, um, such as your both of your arms or even both of your legs, to cre- um, complete a task. And there, um, with handwriting, you have to be able to stabilize your paper and write with the other one. Um, another example of bilateral coordination is stabilizing a piece of paper and cutting the paper with your scissors with the other one. Now, those are types of bilateral coordination where both sides of the body are doing something different, but you can also use both sides of the body to do the same type of motion, such as like rolling out dough, rolling out Play-Doh when you're a little kiddo. This is why you see Play-Doh kits come with those little hand rollers because it's really for development. Um, Also, maybe pushing a cart. That is also using both of your upper extremities in the same way to complete a task. The second thing that's important with upper extremities, um, I think, is crossing midline. Being able to cross midline or cross one arm in front of your body to go all the way to the other side of the body, that's crossing midline. Why is this important? Well, let's look at some letters that we might want to form that actually intersect, like the letter T or the letter X. Even like writing the letter H, you're going to, even though there's no intersecting of lines in the letter H, you do have to be able to cross the midpoint of your body in order to form that letter. It goes left to right, right? And so if a child has not crossed midline or is not crossing midline, and this is developmental, kids, all kids end up you know, they, they transfer one item to the other hand initially. They don't cross midline to reach for something. It's all developmental. It's a developmental milestone. So if your kid is a baby and not doing it, don't freak out. Um, it will come. Um, but yeah, the crossing midline is really important for a kid to be able to form certain letters. So upper extremity movement is super important for handwriting. Next, I want to talk about eye-hand coordination skills. Very important for handwriting. In fact, I have an assessment that I use, a standardized assessment that is, um, it predicts how well a kid's going to handwrite. It's a visual motor integration assessment. It's not the end-all be-all. I don't agree with it 
results all the time because I definitely have kids that don't do well on that assessment and are very functional in the classroom with handwriting. But it, it can be a good predictor. Um, and basically, eye-hand coordination is using your vision system to coordinate information you receive through your eyes to control and direct the hands in a given task, um, such as handwriting or even catching a ball. Uh, there's definitely, um, there, you know, this goes along with that bilateral coordination I was just talking about, but um, it also... The visual motor integration also allows us to copy shapes. Um, we, we, you know, memorize what something looks like in our head and then, you know, we're able to write it down or copy it from a, a model. Um, and there's a definite progression of pre-writing strokes. And these are super important for, I, you know, personally, I think that these need to be taught before handwriting ever comes into play. I don't, and the reason is because there's definite directional movements of forming pre-writing shapes that will, you know, prevent reversals down the road. If you lay down that motor memory of how to create those pre-writing shapes and proper directional movements, um, it'll definitely help with um, preventing reversals or, you know, forming letters incorrectly. So eye-hand coordination is very important for handwriting. Now, visual perceptual skills are needed to understand and kind of assess and interpret things that we see. Um, there's all different types of visual perceptional, perception skills, um, visual memory, uh, remembering what something looks like without having the model in front of you, um, visual discrimination, understanding how things are different or the same, um, something that uh, we call in the therapy world form constancy, which is identifying or sorting objects and shapes or symbols, pictures, whatever, uh, despite how different they might be in size or position and understanding that they are the same form. Um, visual closure is another area where you, if you see half a picture of a house in your mind, you would be able to see the other half of the house, understand that there's another half of that house. Um, that's missing. Um, figure ground is the ability to perceive the foreground from the background in a visual array. Um, and then we have visual scanning skills, which is not only important for handwriting, it's important for reading, being able to use your eyes in a coordinated movement to scan from left to right across your paper uh, to write or to read. And then um, spatial relations, understanding how two or more objects, positions, and space are um, related or not related. Um, and it's the ability to kind of understand how things, like that. this is where reversals come in. Like So understanding that when you look at the paper and you wrote something that the letter is reversed. If you don't have that understanding, that spatial relationship, you're not going to understand that. Um, and then lastly, position and space knowing the ability to perceive 
how an object is positioned in space relative to you. So um, an example would be those prepositions, you know, beside me, above me, below me, um, between my hands, those, those that would be considered position in space skills. So visual perceptual skills, extremely important for handwriting. Sensory motor skills are another area that some people might not think about when they're thinking about handwriting, but it is the way our, I'm sure people think about it, but it's not the first thing they think about when they think about handwriting, but it really refers to the way a person's nervous system reacts or responds um, to any sort of stimuli, like uh, visual stimuli, auditory stimuli, tactile stimuli, even taste, um, pro uh, movement, uh, balance, all these, that's goes into how we react, the, the, the sensory information coming in and how we, how we motor plan that, how we react motorically. Um, and motor planning is really just our ability to conceive, organize, sequence, and carry out, um, an unfamiliar, maybe simple or even complex movement, body movement. Um, and it, in, in obviously a coordinated manner, um, body awareness, understanding where we are in space is so important. I always laugh because as you see kids sometimes, and they get in trouble for this all the time. I see kiddos get in trouble for this all the time. They'll run their hand down the wall while they're walking down the hallway. And sometimes it's not really just to create you know, you know, to get attention, it's really honestly to understand where they are in space in the hallway, believe it or not. Um, or if you see a kid bumping into another kid on, you know, all the time when they're in line, sometimes they're doing that just to kind of get that feedback of where am I? I have no idea where I am in space. So body awareness is important. And if it's not there, it can create a lot of havoc in the classroom. Um, and it does get kids in trouble sometimes if they have poor body awareness. Uh, tactile discrimination, being able to like reach into your purse and understand that, you know, my, my wallet is a different texture than my keys or um, understanding how to, uh, I don't know, d distinguish between cotton balls and uh, something scratchy. Um, so that, you know, it's really important to understand what, uh, you know, how different things feel and how that impacts how you manipulate those items as well. Um, auditory discrimination, you know, understanding that when you hear something in the classroom, this is super important for learning language, for reading, um, understanding that when somebody talks to you or is lecturing in, in front of you in a classroom, you can take those words and you can write them down on a piece of paper, uh, and understanding the difference in words, that words sound differently and they're, you know, if they sound differently, then they're spelled differently. So auditory discrimination is another sensory motor skill that's extremely important for the development of handwriting. Now, the last thing I want to talk about, which is probably 
the most obvious thing that you need for handwriting when people think about handwriting is fine motor skills. That is being able to use your use um, your hands and your fingers with precision and coordination, right? The reason I'm talking about this last is because all the things I just talked about really are the meat and potatoes. Fine motor skills are the tip of the iceberg. If you think about it, if you can't hold your arm up in the air to like reach for something like out of the cabinet with your hands, you, you're you not going to ever really use your hand to do that. So you, or how about, let's see, um, oh, when you're painting, you know, at a canvas, if you can't hold your arm up against gravity and stabilize that arm in order to paint in like a little circle or make little movements on the painting, you're not going to have the fine motor piece. You're not going to be able to do the fine motor piece. So fine motor is really the last skill, but it is also a very important skill. I don't want to say that it's not important. It really is because that's when we're going to be able to use tools such as a pencil or a pen or scissors. And your fine motor skills are those small, precise little movements that your hands make. But in order to be able to do that, you need all the other stuff like the postural control and the upper body strength um, in order to get those small movements. So that's the last, the really the last piece. But there are a ton of um, ways to work around you know, those, if you don't have the postural skills initially to start working on those fine motor skills. Um, in, in my therapy, uh, clinic in, in the, in the school system, I have what's called cutting boxes. And I literally just, you know, these big boxes from Amazon or, you know, wherever I get a big box from, I make them into like a little area that a kid can sit in and they're supported, on their back and the both of their arms to keep their arms down. And we work on just snipping paper that way. Um, there's also different positional, you know, chairs that you can use that give the same effect. That's just one example. Um, you know, you can also create that type of support by being behind a child when they're learning to cut or they're doing something like beading that requires a lot of precision and you want to work those fine motor muscles. But in general, overall, like for a kid to do this all on their own, they really need those postural skills and the, um, the arm strength and the vision piece and being able to hold their head up against gravity. But yeah, the final item is the fine motor skills for handwriting. Thank you for listening to the OT Corner with Mrs. K. Feel free to join the OT Corner community by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you have a topic you want to hear about, or if you would like to come on the show, feel free to contact Jennifer at theotcorner.com. We would love to hear from you. 
All information from the show is listed in the episode notes. We know you can listen to anyone, so we appreciate you stopping by. Until next time, thanks again. Thanks again.